0: Yeah, you can have early success in your career, but that doesn't mean the learning stops. Right. Like The whole point of expertise and mastery is you keep hitting, you keep going back. You keep going back, you keep going back, and you get deeper, right?
1: Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. My name is Charlie. And today we actually
2: have a third person in the room recording with us. Actually, literally in the room. Say, we're actually literally in the room together. Normally we record separately, as you probably know if you're a regular listener, but right now we are both in Toronto and we are in the beautiful apartment of Helen Tran, who is a designer that both of us have followed online for a long time Mm -hmm. and we have huge respect for. Um, she does yes. great work. She is a designer who's been working in tech for a while, right, Helen? And now runs her own company, which is pretty cool. So, we have her on the show today to talk about that, to talk about what she's doing these days, and yeah, get her thoughts on design and life in general.
0: So, welcome, welcome to to the show. show! Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that intro. That sounded really nice. Was that a good intro? <laughs> yeah, it was. Is there anything Thank you, you would like to add to it that I didn't say? Anything yeah, else? I was just saying prior to this that I really admire you two for starting your own podcast Aww. and being so, um, I guess, ambitious with your side projects. Because I don't think, I mean, I am, but I think outside of, outside of the design sphere, mm-hmm. I am. So it's kind of nice that you two are doing this.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think it's pretty cool, Helen, how you started this company. Can you tell us more about why you wanted to stop being like on a team and start your own company? Because that's a pretty big step. Mm -hmm. You know, you hire people. Um, you're responsible yeah. for
1: their salary yeah. my boyfriend
2: works for Helen's company which
0: is a pretty cool connection yeah it's great yeah that was weird that you didn't tell me that <laughs> he had to get the job on his own merit you know? yeah of course of course but I hired him and he's like oh Charlie I think you know her and I'm like wait what <laughs> this is so weird why wouldn't you tell me that before but anyway Surprise. Yeah. yeah so tell us about starting that company
2: why did you decide to start Jupiter and be a CEO
0: yeah I think I was um, at the end of my last position I wasn't feeling too great and I couldn't really pinpoint what it was you know in retrospect I think it was a multitude of different factors Mm -hmm. like probably it wasn't the right position for me I wasn't surrounded by the right people Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't feel like I was really challenging myself in the way that I wanted to see myself challenged yeah but I hadn't answered all of those I hadn't thought about all of that I just felt like this like sinking gut feeling that yeah nah I yeah. think like the morning I quit, I had found out myself, and half an hour before they found out. Oh. Like, oh. so wow! Like it was like a snap decision there. Yeah, it yeah. was. I woke up in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to go to work. And for mm. me, that's a that's a bad sign. Like, yeah. I love to work. Yeah. Like, work is my reason for being, and it's my hobby, and like it's a, it's a lot of things. I love to work really hard, and so the idea that I could ever wake up myself and 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 say, yeah, no. Yeah, no on that. I think that's a pretty good sign. And I've been teaching myself for the years to kind of listen to my intuition a little bit more. And so, yeah, half an hour after that, the letter was in. Wow. And uh, it was done. That's
1: so brave. So bold. Of you. Have you always been that kind of person where like, as soon as you know someone, something, it's very clear to you, and, and, and you make you a act decision on it right then. Or because, yeah. like for me, I could dwell on something like that for months, trying to decide. Like, and you have, and I have, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 you, like hit that like trough of yeah, yeah. like self despair, and you spend a long time in that moment where, you, like you said, you're waking up and hating going to work and like yeah. not what you're doing, and you you yeah. stress about making the right decision. Yeah, you, yeah. So like, have you always been that kind of person where you just know, or did did you learn that over time?
0: I don't always know what i want but i do know what i don't want ooh
1: which is probably just as important yeah. yeah yeah
0: well i think i've always followed that when i meet people and like and i get like vibes or energy that i feel like doesn't match with me and it, it's, it's not, like, a hatred thing. It's just, like, oh, you know, this person's not for me. Or yeah. this thing's not for me. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to, like, you know, when you eat bad candy. Like, <laughs> you're like, no, no, like, you're like I don't you know like what? It. No, <laughs> this doesn't belong in my mouth forever. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of the same thing. It's, like, when I when I encounter a situation where I'm feeling that, like, resistance. And, and I do take a moment. And like, is this resistance because it's hard and I'm learning? Mm. Or is this resistance because this is actually interfering with, like, some set of beliefs that I have or some set of values that I really care about and you know and I think that's that's when you you must leave yeah yeah it's Um, good to distinguish between the two of those as well like because it's important to push yourself yeah
2: but there's a point when you're not pushing yourself anymore it's actually just you're in a bad situation that you don't want to be in Yeah.
0: yeah my student said something really interesting to me like maybe six months ago and I've, I haven't stopped thinking about it since, but he was going through this really difficult exercise I had given him and he had come back week after week after week and he couldn't get it. And I was like, you have to go back, you have to go back, we're gonna do this until you get it right. Whoa. And he said, he said to me, you know what? I'm resisting and I'm taking it slowly, but I know that it's because I'm learning something and I wouldn't be resisting so hard if it wasn't a huge lesson. Mm. He ended up pushing through, but I think, like, I've been thinking about that a lot. And it's like, when you find resistance, it could be, yeah, that you actually doesn't don't like it and it's not for you. Or it could just be, like, a situation where you're learning something and you've hit this block and, and you're supposed to push through it. How do you think you get to a point where you can learn the difference between those two?
2: Because I've definitely had moments where things have been so hard and I've been like, ah, screw this. Yeah. I want to quit. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. But it's actually been really good for me to keep going and go through it. But how do you know which situation it is, you know? Should you keep
0: going or are you actually doing more harm than good by keeping going? Right. I think for me it's always been being clear about my goals. If you set a goal, you're going to have to eat shit at some point. If it's a <laughs> if it's a challenging goal, right? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if you eat, if you if you're going to eat shit, don't nibble like
1: (laughs) take it all in yeah it's like (laughs) bite of that shit yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: and if like just eat it really quickly like just don't hmm and haw about it like Mm -hmm. like when I think about like my most ambitious goals I'm like oh well in order to get to that point like in order to you know build this company to like a 10 million dollar annual revenue company I'm gonna have to eat some shit and, right. you know, there's stuff that comes with that. It's mm-hmm. not going to be perfect all the way through. And it, it's probably going to be shittier more often than it's going to be perfect. Right. I just accept that inevitability.
2: I think that's that's a really interesting lesson to learn. I feel like when I've, I'm coasting along, things are going great. And whenever I hit a slight bump, I am just fall into despair. And I'm yeah. like,
1: everything's going wrong. <laughs> yeah. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Well, you question yeah. yourself yeah. too. Yeah. Because yeah. everyone, especially online now, you know, everyone makes it seem like everything's going perfectly, and and everything's going right, and there's no shitty times. Yeah. And then when you experience the shitty time, you're like, oh man, how, how come everyone else can pull this off? Like I'm really why struggling. Why am I struggling? Yeah, yeah, why do I have the struggle? And I think the reality is everybody else also has those struggles. Yeah. We just don't always talk yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, not as often.
0: You mentioned um, a student. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so I've been teaching design for about five years now. Cool. So I'm nearing the end of my stint. <laughs> I, I kind of have like a five-year like, view on certain projects. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to do it five years. But I'm all in. So he is part of my last class, and it's been really great to teach. I always say like designers should teach once they get to a point where they feel Maybe they're not ready for leadership, but they're ready to kind of share their skills Mm -hmm. with someone else. I always say you should teach, uh, just because like, it has a, a way of like making sure you understand your fundamentals to the bone, because you're just repeating it over yeah. and over and over, and you have to find ways to package the same lesson to different people and different styles, Yeah, which only makes you an expert in the origin subject to begin with, right? Right,
2: because you can't just, one size doesn't fit all. Exactly, so, yeah.
0: and, and you start to learn people's personality, so it's like a really great primer to get into management. If you ever want to think about that in your future, I learned a lot from oh this is how this person learns. This mm. is how best to motivate them. This is how get to get them to their goals and teach them what it's like to kind of be a good designer but also be a good employee.
2: So now you are in a management role.
0: Yeah. You are a CEO, <laughs> yeah. kind of of managing a whole company. Deep. Yeah, yeah.
2: What's that been like for you going from being on the tools designing every day? I mean, you still do the design? But now there's all this other stuff you've got to do as well. What's yeah what have been some lessons
0: you've learned from doing that? To be honest, like my last position at Shopify was very similar. You know we had grown to a team of 30 who I mostly hired and so I'm doing a lot of that repeat stuff. Okay. It's just slightly different because all of them are engineers yeah as opposed to designers. So I think that's the biggest thing. It's like learning the nuances of um, their profession. So I do know how to code, but I don't know it to the expert level that perhaps,
1: Right. Mark does yeah. or
0: one of my uh one of the other developers so that's been difficult just mainly because as a designer if they're blocked I can tell why very yeah. very quickly and
2: you can give some advice for getting out of it as well exactly
0: yeah. or I can even help them I could jump right yeah. in so sometimes it's kind of like I feel like a little bit helpless and on the sidelines I'm like okay why didn't we get here yeah and mm-hmm. like what are the blockers and then they say you know, a whole bunch of like, technical uh-huh, uh-huh. things and yeah. I'm like, oh God. And I was like, Rich, save me. And like, I can read about half of it, right? Yeah. Because I, I've learned over the years like how to code and like, I understand the general structure and I get what they're working on and I try to keep up to date on new technologies and things that are coming out. But obviously they're doing it full time. There's no way I could catch up. So there are some moments where I'm like, oh, I actually have to learn how to trust that everything's probably going to be okay. Yeah. And And I think that whole mentality is really hard to learn. Like that whole, like, you know, I hired these really bright people and it's not that I necessarily want a micromanagement. That's not my style at all. However, you know, learning how to trust them and just kind of let go and like calm your anxieties and not let your anxieties kind of reach the team, which sometimes it does, but I try to like stem it as much as possible. Yeah. That's difficult.
2: Yeah, because I guess when you're running a company, And, you know, ideally in the future, it's gonna be many more people, right? You just won't have the time to know what everyone's doing or to fully understand all of their jobs. So there is a lot of trust. I've never really thought about that before, that running a company means placing a lot of trust in people Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is your company. It's like, you know, your money that's gone into funding this, right? You don't have VC funding and all that.
0: Yeah, so yeah. that's that's huge. Yeah, it's a huge, like, w- when you think about it too long, it freaks you right. out. Right, let's not talk about it Yeah, you're like, oh my god, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. But then, you know, thankfully I have a partner yeah. that, you know, we can share our anxieties with. I-, I think if I was alone, it would be way worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel kind of, like, protected because yeah. there's someone else that, you know, Shares the same burden yes, and anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, starting your own company, there's a lot of unknowns, right? You don't have the answers to everything. Yeah, I feel like as designers, we need to know the answer to everything, mm-hmm. and I think we're starting to learn now to sort of get better at saying, "I don't know," or you know, "I'll find out," or kind of admit that we don't have to be perfect. Yeah, how is that in your situation, being a CEO, where? Often people are looking up to you to have the answer to everything. Right. Uh, in situations where you don't. How does that feel? Or how do you deal with that?
0: Yeah, I I've been doing my absolute best recently to start like a legit research phase. I think I cool. think I treat it like every design problem. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? So I was attempting to learn a lot about, you know, hiring and, and kind of the diversity sphere and I did a lot of that stuff in Shopify. I spent a whole year learning about it. Um, but then I, I tried to do it from like uh, a more top view perspective like okay we don't have HR <laughs> right
2: so you are I am HR, HR.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right so um, I had to go and actually search for the research and the studies that were required to do that mm. and I ended up in the process finding like you know a prep master's business kind of course which I'm now taking and it's just been introducing me to more and more and more information so I think my answer to that is like i'll go deep like like into a rabbit hole and i'll learn everything i can and i've been lucky enough to meet people in tech that i can also ping at any time and say like i need your complete lowdown on this subject and i think someone had given me a good rule it's like something like speak to 50 people Mm -hmm. i think that's an insane number i don't do that but like speak to 10 people let's say And you'll get a general view of the topic, whatever it is, like at least to the point where you know what you know and you know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's the most important. It's like mitigating that risk. Right. So you're not like just going in blind and just doing something completely stupid and harmful for your company. But you want to like avoid the biggest downfalls that are like for hiring or for whatever yeah. the case may be so that you don't repeat something that's unnecessarily like unnecessary to repeat that mm-hmm. makes
2: sense because in talking to all those people you'd see common trends right in yeah the advice that they give you exactly and you see okay this person talked about this this person didn't though let yeah. me see like why like did they solve that problem or? yeah
0: yeah yeah and if they said something that i thought was particularly interesting i can go even deeper there's mm-hmm. you know thousands of books about any one sentence yeah and so you can find you know Whatever it is that you need, like right now, I'm in the process of like OKRs and goal setting oh and yeah. all that stuff. Oh yeah. An like, yeah, Yeah, in <laughs> an attempt to kind of like speed up our sprints and try to get us yep. performing at the level that I want. It's
2: really interesting for me to hear you talk about this level of research and study that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking a bunch on our podcast like over the years about like should designers go to school or should they not yeah. and all of this sort and of And everyone thing. Yeah. wants to
1: know too. And they want yeah. us to tell them yeah. what they should what the do answer to become <laughs> a designer.
2: <laughs> and what I think is interesting is that you are a designer yeah. and you are choosing to do like further study. Yeah. And, like further research more tra- Yeah, research and like traditional study as well. Not just oh here's an online course and some videos I'm going to watch.
0: Yeah. What made you take that route? Um, I think, well, honestly, it's a personal hangup I have. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I grew up in a not so great, uh, like social economic status, mm-hmm. I suppose. I, we were broke. <laughs> but, um, I kind of like grew up under a lot of pressure. And so I was always like worried about money. Yeah. And so when my parents were like, oh, where do you want to go? I was like, what's the cheapest way out of this? Yeah. Like, mm. um, so I'd kind of picked like a college near in Toronto And it's fairly cheap. It's like 10 grand or 12 grand or something to finish your degree, which is, you know, nothing. Um, Not so Well, (laughs) it was like, yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah, for like all three years. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was like, you know, I just kind of went through, I got my design diploma and I was like, okay, good. I'm done with school. But I always had this thought in the back of my mind, like, you know, what would have happened? Hmm. If I actually went to university and studied something a lot deeper, right. um, but I've always been interested. I mean, I read a lot, as you can see, and like I've always been interested in more academic topics. Yeah. But I self-studied it. And I've been reading it on my own, and it's just something that was I was naturally inclined to do. And so, yeah, my I've carried this kind of like hang-up, like this chip on my shoulder, right, about intelligence and you know, and the status that comes a, with that. Yeah, yeah. And being like an expert in, in my field and, and being really bright and a good critical thinker and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, mm. the list goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think my friend had said last year, like, you really do have a problem with this. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. But then I read something the other day that, or, you know, around that time. And it was a story about like, about a singer who had had a dream about how she had met the singer, this other singer that she really admired. And in the dream, the singer didn't want to talk to her and said, like, we don't respect dilettantes. And it was, it, like, it just means, like, we don't respect people that are, like, fly by, mm. in- like, people that are, like, just fly by interested. Like, the whole point of the story was she was like, I had, you know, a couple of hit singles on my belt. And she was like, but was I really an expert in music and mm. writing and my vocals? And she was like, so I challenged myself and I went back. i relearned my fundamentals. I rehired my coaches. I like really read about reading and writing and like it changed the way I wrote songs forever. And And it was her way of saying like, yeah, you can have early success in your career, but that doesn't mean the learning stops. Right. Like The whole point of expertise and mastery is you keep hitting, you keep going back. You keep yeah. going back, you keep going back, and you get deeper, right? And, and for me, it, it was my way of saying, like, you know what, Like I've done maybe something that I'm happy with, and I was. I was happy with my career. I raised a team of 30, but could I do better? Probably there's probably tons of room for improvement. Yeah. So I'm not going to rest on my laurels and say like, oh, let's just work it somewhere else for, yeah. and build another team of 30. Fuck that. Like, why not build... Yeah, yeah, take on a new challenge. Why not build Keep a Team going. of 100? See what
2: happens then. That's cool. Right? Yeah. That's super... I love that you're not content to coast, you know? Yeah. Because it's it could be easy to, when you reach a certain level, you know, in your career where you're doing well, you could get all the offers from all the tech companies yeah. if you wanted. You yeah, know? yeah. But instead, you choose to...
0: Keep Push pushing. yourself,
2: learn more, and take on a, a different challenge. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I didn't want, like, the same shit but a different pile. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this, is this shit of... reference. Yeah. yeah. This is just okay. a whole podcast about shit, guys. Uh, um, but I was just, like, getting offers when I left my last position. I was like, oh, I just quit my job yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. And then other people were like, hey, are you looking for a new job? And then... I realized as I was talking to these people, I wasn't really looking, but I was talking. Mm. And they were just describing, I'm like, this is just exactly what I had, the but worse. Thing. I've done this yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but also worse, because yeah. Shopify was is a really great company. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, am I really going to... Don't do, the do the same, same thing, thing. Yeah. like that yeah. that doesn't seem very bright like mm-hmm. expertise is not about repeating the same thing so something that people like forget about the 10,000 hours it's not 10,000 of the same thing right right, right. <laughs> it's, right. it's 10,000 hours continuous improvement which means like you have to be challenging yourself every single hour of those hours yeah um, to actually get to mastery because they, they the actual study it goes into people that reached the 10,000 hours mark or a considerable amount of hours. it wasn't even 10,000. Malcolm Gladwell read that wrong. Uh. <laughs> uh, it was like a series of hours and it's like so what made the people that like were like world experts different than the ones that were just like, you know continent experts like what's the difference they put in the same amount of time and it's like the difference was the way they studied and it was that they continuously challenged themselves Hmm. so there wasn't a second where those world experts were like oh let's just do the same chord again right like no you already did that that was the whole point of you getting here and now you need to like continue to expand so they had this like kind of thirst to like be to hit that wall. The same thing that my student said, like he was like, I'm feeling that it's hard, but that's what you're supposed to feel. And that's how you
2: know you're learning. Seeing it in a good good light. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about when it comes to learning... Going deep versus going wide because this mm. is something again that we've talked about a lot on the show, like specialising versus being jack of all trades. Yeah. So when it comes to yeah, furthering your career and figuring out what skills you want to acquire, yeah, do you go deep or do you go wide? Like personally,
0: I did both. Okay. So I thought like my twenties, that whole decade was about going like getting breath. Again, as I said, I. I don't really know what I want all the time, mm-hmm. but so I know what I don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried everything. Yeah. Like, I worked at agency, I worked in product, I worked, like you know, freelance. I, I tried every single situation I could think of, and then I kind of narrowed it down and, like, okay, what felt good about this? Mm. Or what didn't feel so great about kind this? Kind of weighing pros
1: and cons. Yeah. A bit.
0: Yeah. So, like, I went freelance, it's like, what sucked? Well, it's like, I. Fucking hate finding work. Right, <laughs> like yeah. it's dealing just dealing with clients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't like it at all. Clients is fine. Like if you want to sit a client down in front of me, I'll take it and run. Right, yeah. okay. but like the whole idea of like oh I gotta put up a portfolio and I gotta mm-hmm. message my network Selling and yourself. I gotta like ask people for money and like like no like that's horrible. I hated it. So I was like okay well freelance is not my life then. Mm-hmm. Like that that pin goes down. Take that one off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then what's left really? And it's like yeah. well I gotta either work for myself or work for someone else and you know i picked work for someone else for quite some time until i got to here but i did start my own business somewhere in between working for someone else so i really did do my best to get breath Mm -hmm. and in terms of design too same thing like i found you know all of the design topics like you can go deep on illustration on typography on product strategy like you can do whatever and then I found the few topics that really did suit me. Yeah. And then that's what I've decided, like, my 30s now, I'm going deep on the stuff yeah. that I've identified in my 20s as, like, important to me. But yeah. But it took me, like, a decade. Like, I don't think anyone should be sitting there pressuring themselves. Like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure yeah. <laughs> to put on yourself. Like, oh, my God, do I go to Well, I think a lot of people wide.
1: do now. Yeah. Like. They come straight out of school and feel this pressure to be an expert yeah. in something. Yeah. And yeah. like find their niche and like put themselves in a box. And I tried to do this too for a long time in my early 20s. And yeah. came to realize that I just wasn't there yet. And yeah. sometimes it takes some time to figure that out and accept that. Yeah. Because there is this pressure of like being an expert in something. Yeah. And so now I'm like in my mid to late 20s now. And I'm realizing the value in actually embracing more that kind of wider scope and being open to new things and trying different things and yeah. that itself is super valuable as well, yeah. I think we underestimate that a lot. That's yeah. a
0: really good point because something I, I said a lot to my students was like something I do regret was not enjoying the beginning part mm. of my career
1: mm-hmm. yeah. like
0: I was always just yeah. so like tunnel visioned yeah. and like just like oh my god what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next and I'm like when I look back on like that whole decade I'm like Oh my god like why didn't you just smile like why didn't you just enjoy what was happening around you why didn't you just like enjoy your colleagues why didn't you just enjoy like get to know your projects a little bit more and like enjoy that period because there is gonna be a period where you look at your career and you're like okay now I gotta get shit done right which is the stage I'm in where like I don't have that time to Mm. kind of like and obviously you get older you get married or you have children or you know your priorities change and so all of a sudden you gotta start making decisions like, is this worth my time? Which is right. a really annoying like <laughs> question to answer, right? Right. And when you're young, like you don't have that. Right. You have this like amazing, bountiful time. Mm-hmm. And uh, like time means less almost in a way. And so in your twenties, you can just afford to like like go on vacation while also learning product design and maybe learn some marketing design. That's cool. Yeah. Like, and then at some point, you know, when you feel like you're ready and you're like, okay, now I'm ready to go deep on something, then at least you would have, you have like this entire palette of like wonderful things to pick from as opposed to like, oh, I've been doing this for five years. Am I, am I really just going to move from this if I don't like it? Yeah.
1: And then maybe it's too late to take a risk then.
0: Yeah. Like, like what if you have kids? Yeah. Then like, you can't like start a company or like a lot of people feel like they can't. Yeah, because there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, my personal advice is like, enjoy your 20s. Enjoy the first decade of your career. Like if we're going to be working for 40 or 50 years, like a decade is nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A decade is nothing. I
2: feel like I spent my early career worrying too much about being right. I was, like, really academic all throughout high school, university. Like, I wanted to get good grades mm-hmm. more than I cared about learning the thing well. Like, yeah. I just wanted that approval, yeah. which I've learned is a problem for me. And I feel like, yeah, the early years of my career, I spent so long being like, Will my manager like this. Like, is this the right
1: solution? Right. Um, you know? Like, your motivation. Yes, if yeah, they were completely
2: wrong. Yeah. And... Yeah, I look back now and I'm like, I kind of wish that I could redo my university project <laughs> yeah. and then, like have fun with them or like yeah. take up this project and be willing to suggest something a bit riskier for this web design I was working on rather right. than like, I'm going to make this because it fits with exactly what we've got here. Yeah, you know?
0: or it's like, yeah. it's what you asked for. Yeah, And it's exactly. like, that was the time where I could have been like, here's something you didn't ask for. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I think it's cool. Should we yeah. try it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you do you want to do it? Yeah, yeah exactly. We're, Like you, I feel like you could do that in agency. Like you could probably get away with that a little bit. <laughs> bit more because they're hiring you for that reason yeah, right your creativity um, yeah, yeah exactly but like in product world it's like here's exactly your product specs yeah <laughs> the requirements yeah.
2: that you asked for <laughs> yeah 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 um, how are you finding being your own like design manager now technically <laughs> uh, you know like you don't have anyone critiquing your work or right. like saying oh we should change this
0: yeah how's I, that been yeah it's been it's been okay like it's kind of sucky because you don't have anyone to turn to mm. to be like oh can you actually look at this because I need someone to bounce ideas off of like sometimes it's not even like f- feedback like I just need someone to like make sure I'm not insane right um, just talk through it you know? yeah 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 but then but then because of my role it's like the nature of it is I have to balance all the resources right mm-hmm. which is kind of like a blessing because I think when you're a designer and you're so far away from the operations of the business, especially younger like earlier in my career I was like you know so focused on like a couple design stuff like things like oh is this the right like flow like is it a three-step flow or is it a two-step flow and like can we test this and that like that was those were my priorities and it was fine for my position um and then I would always have like these early communication problems where I was like like, you know, the person won't, like, value my design work, or, like, <laughs> the, Don't the, they know how yeah, <laughs> the developer doesn't want to, like, implement it, but now, like, when I have this bird's eye view, and I'm responsible for, you know, actually shipping things, yeah. all of that dumb stuff doesn't matter, and now, all of a sudden, the prior, like, what is prioritized in design to me actually does, like, matter. For example, I had come up with a, you know, I guess the term for it now is design system, but... I'd come. I've come up with something very fairly simplistic, and and for reasons like related to shipping, mm-hmm. it's like we have a startup. Mm-hmm. We need to get shit out there. We're in MVP phase. We need to validate it. Right. And like the easiest way for me to do that is not to waste a developer's time like on animations. So we're using right. a lot of stock animations, and like they're not spending time like using 10,000 colors, there's like three colors in the entire app, right? So it was designed, like the design system was designed for speed and efficiency first because of the stage of the business. Yeah. Eventually I foresee, like, yeah, I'm sure people look at it and they're like, this is what she did? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's what I did. And I'm totally okay okay. with that. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. like, cause like the alternative is for our dev team to spend twice the amount of time and I'm paying them twice the amount of money. Yeah. Yeah in order to get this product out there but realistically like i always say design is evidence so if you're designing like this amazing beautiful interface that sure it it's like you know on dribble and everyone loves it and it's beautiful and there's like smiling faces happy faces on ingredients and all sorts of things like yes it does look nice but then like you've kind of missed the point right how long did it take to get out there yeah Mm -hmm. and and like there's no evidence that anyone's using it. Yep. And like totally. to me design is evidence. And so if you don't have evidence, you're just making a picture. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's actually not what design is. So, yeah, so it's it's been actually kind of nice. It's been a relief to get that bird's eye view and be like, oh, you know what, that like dumb icon I worried about before, it doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) But it's not to say that design as a profession doesn't matter, it's just, you have to be really clear about your priorities. So it's made me a better designer.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, It's about
2: making trade-offs. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I think that that's something that's not talked about enough in design. Is that not every project is going to be like this is the best thing I've ever worked on in my whole life? You know, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes
0: you just need sure. a freaking button. Yeah, there's
2: one plain color and that and it works. Yeah, yeah, and it works as yeah. a button. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to reinvent it or like do something crazy right. every time.
0: And yeah. actually, I'm like far more conservative like on that. On that um, front, like I think, like a lot of times, like marker and so are like, what do I do here? And I'm like, I don't know, just put a fucking button. <laughs> it, it, it you, say, you decide. Yeah. Like I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter, right? Like, yeah. Because like once it hits them, that's when it matters. Yeah. Like to me, like once it hits the end consumer or our users, um, and and they start emailing me, this sucks. Perfect. <laughs> like, that's you when design. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when design actually starts, right? Yeah. When yeah. someone either like complains or set it, or is in complete silence. Yeah. Um. After they've used it, so like complete silence, great, perfect. But if they've complained about it, then then you start iterating. You're like, okay, let's make this better. And even our client section, the client section of the app doesn't matter what that means, but the client section has already gone through a couple of iterations based cool. off of feedback. So,
2: Like you said, you need to get that thing out there first so you yeah. can start getting the feedback. Yeah. yeah, You need that starting point.
0: Yeah, I used yeah. to roll my eyes when I heard um, done is better than perfect, yep. but it's, it's totally a thing. Yep,
1: that's <laughs> definitely become my motto. Thank <laughs> you for sure
0: as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lastly, yeah. before we wrap up, tell us a little bit about your writing. I, mm. I know it's pretty popular. A lot of people love what you write. I read it and I love it. Oh, tell thanks. us a little bit about... You know, what you're into? Yeah, now. what yeah. you're into now, what you're writing about?
0: Yeah, I've been like kind of obsessed with performance over the last probably two months, and so I've you know, as some people know, I have a hobby um, related to bodybuilding, and so that's kind of like reshaped how I looked at my whole life. Like I'm obsessed with it. Like if you get me started, it's like bodybuilding, bodybuilding, bodybuilding <laughs> for hours and hours and hours. But it's because it really just shaped everything about life, my life. Like it gave me. Um, like goal setting skills, it gave me discipline skills, like it gave me all of these things that made me a better person and then a better colleague mm-hmm. and a better bo- boss, essentially. But I've just been obsessed about performance because it teaches you a lot about performance. So, um, like I've been talking a lot about progressive overload. So, again, if going back to like mastery of a subject, mm-hmm. it's like challenging yourself over and over and over again. And it's a fairly simple thing in bodybuilding, which is, it's kind of stupid when I say it out loud, but it's progressive overload is just like a fancy term for write that shit down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, And like, essentially what you do is like, Oh, I did five write, reps at 10 pounds. So you write that down. Yeah. You write that down. And then next week you just beat that. That's right. like all you have to worry about. It's like, and then, okay. 10 reps at 10 pounds, beat that. And like 15, and it's shocking how different it changes your training. Hmm. Like, every like pro bodybuilder is like asked that question, like, what was the biggest thing that changed your training? They're like, I started writing this shit down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because people. It seems are like, so simple. Yeah, yeah. it seems so, so of it simple. <laughs> but like, I started to do that on the design side. So, I, like, I started to get really into briefs and just say like, okay, what's, what's, what do I want? What is my expected outcome? How am I gonna get there? And then do a retrospective at the end of the project. How did it work? And then I started like, once I have that framework for design, I started noticing this pattern that like, literally every industry has this. Like, OKRs, exact same thing. The Navy SEALs has a, um, after action reports, exact same thing. Right. And it's because we're, we have um, memories that are fallible. So you right. you got to write it down. So, yeah, yeah you got to write that shit down. And, like, we don't, like, we just believe that we're getting better, and sometimes it's not rooted in reality. So, like, sometimes when people lift, they go to the gym, and they're like, well, I did 100 pounds last time, so I, I think I'll do, like, 105 this time. And, like, that could be true, but it could be not. Yeah. Because our memories are so faulty. And also, like, it's not a challenge unless you see it, like, written down in front of you and actually force yourself to, like, get better so sometimes like you'll go in really really tired to the gym and you'll be like well i did 105 last week but i feel tired this week so i'm not gonna like push myself i'll just do 105 yeah again. so yeah. i'll do 105 or I'll again do lists yeah. to like yeah. reward myself <laughs> yeah and like there are some people that go to the gym for years and mm-hmm. look the same and perform mm-hmm. the same and it's partly because of this it's like they haven't put in the effort to actually push themselves like the whole point of the gym is to train yourself right yeah and training involves again progressive challenge yeah um, so yeah that's what I've been like kind of obsessed with over the last two months which is like how do I take what I'm learning in bodybuilding stretch it across the industry so what I'm seeing is like in business and in design and in the military and in bodybuilding there's overlaps right across all four industries and if I can like pull that together in a way that makes sense then we have some we have some source of truth there. Yeah, which is like, hey, this is working for literally everybody, so you so, should get on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that's
2: like as a great note to end on because I think it's been obvious throughout our whole conversation how much you do push yourself and you are wanting to like get better and refine and like you know keep learning. So that's awesome. So Thanks. we're going to leave a link to Helen's blog. Yes, where you can read her writing in the show
1: notes, which will be on designlife.fm. And where else can people find you on the yes. internet? Yes. Uh, Twitter. Cool. And yeah.
0: Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> it's
1: all on my website. Yeah,
2: it's all on my website. And she's a great follower on Twitter. Would highly recommend it. Yes, so yes, great definitely tweets. go follow her
1: over there. Thank you so much for being on the show, Helen. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. It so was really good. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you want to hear more episodes... No like this because we don't often have guests on the <laughs> yeah, show. This but is special This one. is <laughs> very special, but if you want to hear more episodes about similar topics that we talked about today, you can go to designlife.fm or you can find us on Twitter at designlifefm. We'll
2: just open up whatever podcast app you use, type in design life yeah. and it'll be there. Including Shopify. Yeah. No, Spotify. Oh my gosh. Because no. <laughs> we talked about shopify times. <laughs> Hilarious. That's <Right>. great. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for listening everyone. <laughs> see you
1: next time. Bye. <laughs>